Welcome to Mom Life and Montessori, a podcast where we're going to reconnect to the sunny side of motherhood. It doesn't always have to be hard. There is a fine line between life's ebbs and flows and chaos. And I really hope that this podcast is going to help you with reducing the overwhelm and putting in place practical things while diving deeper into the juicy parts of healing. Welcome to today's podcast where we're going to talk about something very, very big in Montessori, but we kind of kind of give it a spin to something that I think is not not often talked about and that is actually really, really important, especially as stay-at-home moms, as parents who are a lot with our children. And the subject is the absorbent mind. Maybe I will actually have an episode that explains just a little bit more what um, the absorbent mind is in Montessori. Exactly. Like what for Mario Montessori is happening for children during the age zero to six, because that is really kind of in a nutshell, um, and, um, a time where our kids are absorbing everything within their environments, what they see, they are absorbing it within themselves and they're actually then creating who they are pretty much from what they're seeing and what they're experiencing. And so from the age zero to three, you have the first part where everything that is happening, it is more on an unconscious level. And then what happens after is more is a bit different and it's more of a like you know they're starting to decide they're starting to be able to think about their actions and what they're doing they're still really young toddlers you know around three four but it is very different from obviously a one-year-old so on the first first period during this first period it's really really more on an unconscious level so that means that um let's say one time you you lose it and you start to yell your husband and your partner and um, your child is there so what what is going to happen is that they're going to internalize what they've seen what they've heard but they cannot they cannot say they cannot know that you've been yelling because I don't know he didn't respect some of your really deep needs something that you've actually talked about and he forgot or I don't know what you know things that can happen during relationships like we all know um, and sometimes we it's just really difficult not to react however our young child just doesn't have the brain capacity obviously to understand what is going on even if we explain to them they've actually lived through this and so Later on, they may just start to yell more. They may start to yell at actually everyone around them because they've actually internalized that, you know, this is what happens in the environment, in the, in, in the surroundings. And so you may sort of start to see a behavior that is different from the usual behavior. But, and so this is, this is where, you know, the absorbent mind comes in and where it's explained that um, it's because of the absorbent mind because during those early years the child is absorbing absorbing so much of everything and their brain is not yet developed that they can't really discriminate between what do they have to say or not and what the situation is that they're just going to do whatever they see however we do not talk about absorbing what they're actually absorbing from within us as parents as as caregivers but especially like parents because we just 
really, really transfers so much of our own childhood trauma, our own childhood wounds, our own generational trauma onto our kids. And especially if, as moms, you have a daughter, there's even more that is that is really, really transferred. And, and we're really not talking about the conscious side of things, obviously. Um, it, you know, have you ever wondered why are you repeating the same things as, for example, your mom? Why are there certain things in your life that are very, very similar to what your mom lived or certain patterns that you see that are repeating from your parents, from your grandmother? You know, there's all this generational trauma that ha- happened that we still carry within us really, really deep within our bodies and our psyche. And so if we don't, do not heal that, our children will also carry that. And if you have a son, it's the same thing, except that you, he's just not going to carry the same baggage around uh, what a woman is and all the trauma that women went through in your lineage. But he will also, you will also transmit some things unconsciously from all the other kinds of baggage, from other childhood wounds that um, he will not ask for and that you just don't know that you're actually transmitting. And that is okay because that is part of parenting unfortunately we do put and like our parents did put all that stuff on us but now we have we have the power to actually do something with that we have the power to transform how we feel about things to transform how we see life because we're adults and if we do that work if we do that healing part our children won't have the same work to do and won't have the same it won't have the same negative impact because you are on this journey and that's why we can actually look at the absorbent mind uh, a different way because the absorbent mind is really, it's just incredible when you realize that your child is absorbing everything during these or, um, early stages. It, you actually can really see things differently. You can really be more mindful about what you're doing and, and intentional about what your child is seeing and how you're setting up your environment, your home. And and you can think about this really, really differently than if you're just kind of, you know, going through life without knowing that. Um, I mean, obviously, we all know that our children look at us and we're examples and they see things and we know that they're going to mirror what is happening around them. So there is this knowledge and, and that is, you know, a common thing for, for everyone to know that. But the absorbent mind is really so much deeper. It's something that is is so so different from like the perceived idea of, you know, children just follow what is, you know, what they see because it's so much on a deeper level, it really on this deeper level of the needs of the child. And this is also a really incredible tool that we can use to to have our kids learn then and and set up our environment in a way that um kids just learn so much more easily like young toddlers you could even you couldn't even believe if you if you're not into Montessori and you start to talk that around three years old it's the sensitive period of writing and that kids are going to start writing around three I mean obviously not like right away just like writing letters but it, it's it sounds like it's too much like you're pushing your child into like we have this idea of like those Chinese students and those parents, Chinese parents who are like really pushing their kids into um, academia and learning very, very 
intensely. And this is not what it is because it's just a natural phenomenon that happens within the child. And so if we set it up in a certain way, your child will just learn in a way that is really easy, fun, and, and they're going to be interested in all those different subjects that you present to them if there is an interest actually there, obviously, because there are those different sensitive periods. But let me let me go back to what I was talking about, the absorbent mind. So we as parents also need to understand that we have our own stuff within ourselves and that our children are also picking up on that. They're also absorbing that. The absorbent mind is not just, you know, outside and what they see, what you're doing, what if you're yelling, how you're behaving, how you're walking, how you're talking. It's not just that. It's absorbing whatever is within you. And so in the first place, let's look like if you yelled at your spouse and your child sees that, he's going to absorb, okay, let's, let's, let's say he's going to absorb the behavior, the yelling part, but he's also going to absorb those emotions. Why did you yell in the first place? What is happening there? What Was there a trigger? What is happening within you that this is maybe something that keeps on coming back and that maybe the relationship with your spouse is, is going through some rough time and, and, and there are certain emotions there. But there, this goes so much deeper because our children are such mirror of what we have within ourselves that we need to start to understand that when our children behave a certain way, yes, they could have seen it. They could have seen other toddlers also start hitting, you know, them and hitting others and they pick up on that. But they're actually absorbing all the emotional and all the, the childhood wounds from from you and, and, and they're showing it. And so, first of all, it's actually an empowering thing because if we take it as a sign, we can actually change that within ourselves. We can start to reflect. We can start to think about it and think about where it comes from within ourselves. We can start to question, uh, to ask ourselves questions of, you know, how do we feel? Is there a need behind that that is not being met for us? Especially as mom, as we carry so much, we do so much. And then where it comes from, is there something deeper even coming up? Is there something, you know, that um, your mom did the same way or you feel like your mom felt the same way and then you can even go back and feel like, your grandmother did the same thing and felt the same way. Like there was no support from the men um, that, you know, feels like there is some submission or anything that has to do with, with your own, you know, journey in your own childhood and then your own, you know, lineage of women and even family. Like there's so many patterns that come back. And so as adults, we have the power to change that because we have the power to work on ourselves. Children experience us they don't have that power and so that's why for me it is so important yes to put in place all those practical things Montessori is an incredible tool to have on that more you know physical level uh, have tools that are easy to put in place and that have a big impact but there is this deeper side that we as adults need to take uh, we need to have the courage we need to have the courage as moms, as parents, to actually start that work because it is not just for us, it is also for our kids. And often we forget that, you know, working ourselves, it's not just for us because we tend to see it as as something that we will benefit. 
from. And obviously we will. And and I think in any case as a mom, if we benefit from something and we feel better about something, our kids will definitely feel that and will benefit as well. But on a deeper level, whatever you do within yourself, whatever you heal within yourself will have a huge impact on your child. Because if your child has, let's say, let's take the example of, you know, I'm going to take myself as an example. Um, when my son turned two, he started really getting angry so, so, so much and so loudly that I just did not know what to do. And that triggered me so much that I started to do things that I really wasn't proud of and that I did not want to do. If I would have just let that be the way it is and not done anything about it, not only would have would our relationship be horrible because that was just a really really hard time and um and, and things just like you know led to 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 another like one thing led to another thing and then it was just like such a such a hard time that if I did not really start to dig and see what I was feeling during those times um if I did not really work on myself and see that I could not show anger when I was a little girl anger was not really accepted I really repressed anger so like if I did not feel those emotions that were behind those that story I would not have been able to actually have a more harmonious life and uh, life relationship well life as well but relationship with my kiddo but down the line he would have had to also repress anger although I'm not sure that that would really happen because he had such a different character from me when I was a little girl I learned very quickly that I had to behave a certain way. My son is not that way. So he's really definitely pushing those buttons <laughs> so hard. Um, so maybe that would not have been the case. He wouldn't have repressed his anger. He would have just continued to actually show his anger constantly. And I would have become a, a whole mess. So if it, it okay there's this, that part just a relationship with our with our kids which is already so important you know if we can change within ourselves our relationship with our children changes completely and then our relationship with our spouse our re- relationship with you know really people around us but then there is also this thing that i started the work i started working on this anger repression on this anger issue and as things progress, as, as he started, you know, growing up a little bit, um, that calmed down because I kind of shed, shed a layer. But then there is another layer that comes up. And so as me working through it, I can say that my child will not have to do the same work as I did. And in his life, he will probably not have the same experience as me when it comes to anger and managing anger and these kinds of things because I did the work already. And he doesn't have to really do the same things as he did when he was younger and go into huge, huge angers as he gets older because he doesn't have to, because it's accepted, because uh, accepted. Let's say I still has some work to do with that, but um, it's not the same as it used to be. It is more accepted. It is more accepted. I welcome him more with his anger. And we do have banners of what happens when he doesn't get angry. How can he show his anger is a different way than when he was at two years old? Obviously, because as toddlers, you can't tell them, well, you know, you're not supposed to do this. And then you stop. No, obviously, they're going to there is a learning curve. And when you set a boundary and you repeat, you have the right to be angry, but you're not you, you can't 
hit me or you can't, you know, he didn't hit me, but a lot of kids do. Um, and, and, and so if you repeat that boundary, your toddler will learn little by little. And as they grow, you won't have to do the same thing because if you've done the work, they will have interiorized, is that even a word? I think it is, this, and they won't have to show it the same way because it's accepted or, you know, partially accepted. And this is so important because as stay-at-home moms, especially if you're homeschooling, if you want to homeschool, you're with your kids a lot. You're not going to have them sent to school and have a whole day or, you know, depends on where you are in the world. Sometimes it's not the whole day, but still many, many hours away from your kids, from a kid. And a lot of things trigger us. And so doing that work, seeing how you can find a way to really really let go of those layers of childhood wounds is so crucial for the relationship with your child and children and for yourself. Because in the end, yes, sometimes as moms, we do things for our kids, but in the end, it is for us because as they're going to grow, they're going to leave, you know, they're going to leave their home and we're going to stay with ourselves and, you know, hopefully we'll stay with our spouse and that is going to continue. So if we can start that also and switching to thinking about ourselves as well and not just about our kids and thinking that not only is it for our kids' future, but it is also for ourselves, it it shifts also things. It shifts because then we can start to really focus on changing ourselves and changing our, maybe also putting attention to our our little childhood wounds and what happened during our childhood so that we can heal and give ourselves also a better future because as moms we 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 have to think about ourselves as well it's not just about all the others and I'm saying that and yet it can also be a pep talk for me because I always you know I end up sometimes think feeling like oh shoot like I forget I, I I forgot I forgot to think about myself I forgot to put myself also first and and, and take care of myself so I can take care of my kid better. So yes, the absorbent mind is extremely important in the child's development. And it's important for us to know that on this more physical level, a lot is happening. And so it's important to think about what we do, how we set up our home, what we let our kids, you know, watch or not watch, you know, uh, etc. But then it's also important to know that as they're absorbing their environments, they're also absorbing all the emotions around them. And maybe we see an expansion of kids, an expansion, I'm not sure it's really the word, but of kids becoming more and more sensitive and sensitive to others and sensitive to others' emotions and to their parents' emotions. And, and maybe it's because there's so many other things around them that are making them sensitive. Their foods, all their, you know, uh, um, pollution, all this crap that is just put within them that maybe also their brain is having trouble even developing properly because of all the freaking toxins that they're surrounded by. And so it's even more important for us to think about how we can work on ourselves. And it's not to say that if you haven't done it, if you don't do it, it's really a bad thing. And you're a bad mom, you're a bad parent. No, it's actually to empower you to say that those certain behaviors that you may see may come probably from you and from within you and that you do have the power to change that. We have to stop thinking that we always have to change our kids. 
Often we have to change ourselves. We have that power. And this is what's amazing. It's not about finding the specialist, finding, you know, I don't know what and who, uh, so that our kids are better and behave better or, you know, behave better. I mean, don't have as many issues with their behaviors. Um, and sometimes it can be also like behave better because hitting and yelling and being aggressive is not necessarily a behavior that you would like your kid to have your whole, um, his whole life. But it's really about knowing that you have the power to change yourself and that by doing so, your, your, your child's behavior will naturally change. And I was going to say your behavior, behavior will naturally change. And that is for sure, because as we heal, we just relax, things relax, uh, we start to act differently, we are not triggered the same way, and so our kids' behavior change completely. Sometimes it's a matter of like, you know, allowing yourself to feel an emotion that you repress for so many years, and your kid, your kid will stop actually acting, you know, the way he did when it comes to a specific, you know, thing. Um, and so it, it's, I think it's empowering. And it's not just about, you know, guilt and um, you did not do the right thing and, you know, we should have done this before our kids were born and blah, blah, blah. No, it's actually, well, this is the situation. This is the kids, the kids I have. This is what they trigger within me. So let's do the work. And it takes courage, but the courage is also really worth it when you see the relationship you can have with your kids and with yourself and with others around you, with your spouse. And so... I just urge you to really, really make this a priority because you will see the transformation in your kiddos and in yourself. And that is so, so worth it. Okay, I think I'm going to stop here uh, because I could just go on and on about this. And, you know, shorter episodes are maybe nice and lighter and easier to kind of listen to. I hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe. No, do we even say that in a podcast? I can't remember. Um, or rate it because as it's a new podcast, it really means a lot to me if you actually rate it, if you leave a comment, because then it shows up more. And I think there needs to be more awareness, not only about what we just talked about, but in general about just mom life and Montessori, because that's what the podcast is about, isn't it? Anyways, I hope you have a beautiful day or beautiful night wherever you are. And we will chat in the next episode.